With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time. It's time. It's time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. 10-5 victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the Star. 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 Welcome to the Love the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Bell, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 through the fan of Dallas. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 through the fan of Dallas, where he uh, he co-hosts that with uh, Eric Chiafalo, Zach Walchuk, and of course, the general Gavin Dawson. They all do a great job over there. Uh, he is also the pre and post game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And Brian, we got a uh, a big matchup here. Yeah, we got the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills this weekend. And not only that, this is a return to Buffalo uh, for the first time since you last went on a road trip with the Dallas Cowboys when you, you had to fly through a tornado. Why do you want to bring that one up? We flew through a tornado to get home after that game. That was a game, and it, I've never, Bobby, I've never been this on a trip like this. It was really weird, and in uh, weird in a way. I just don't ever remember a player's wife flying with us on the trip. I don't think I've ever seen that on the plane. Kellen Moore's wife. Kellen Moore made the start that day in Buffalo. And his wife flew with us on the plane to Buffalo. I don't ever remember a wife coming on a trip. I mean, they've had wife's trips, I believe, but I I wonder. I don't. I it was, was kind of different. It was different, but he was making his first start. So I, I was going to say, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if it's like because Buffalo's. Yeah, Buffalo's hard a harder to get place to get to. to. Yeah, They're probably like, eh, she needs a flight. She can catch a ride. With yeah, us. she wants to see you know see her husband with his first start and all that. And the the team was nice enough to bring her along, and and uh, she was part of that. So yeah, and then was, you all uh, almost got taken down by a tornado. It was Bobby on the way home, and I. It's so weird for somebody that's seen the world the way I have through airplanes and airports and stuff like that i hate to fly i absolutely am terrified I do too. of flying yep. and i get big puddles of water in my hand when i fly i get that nervous and we flew home after the buffalo game and it was it was so weird because we hit storms the whole way i mean the whole way 
and that big old plane was just bouncing all over the place. And Mickey Spagnola was sitting in front of me, and he was just commenting. And, and, and guys were standing up, and you know, you lose the game, and you're just—I mean, you just every time you're just—I mean, some violent storms were flying through, and uh, we had to fly. We couldn't even land in Dallas, so we had to go land in Houston. And I swear to you, I told Rob Phillips, I said, if they open that door, I'm jumping off. I mean, I'm seriously getting <laughs> off this plane. And, you know, they refueled us in Houston, and we and we had to fly back through all that stuff. You know, I mean, it was a short flight, but it was just the same, just, you know, crazy. But, you know, I'm I'm just, it's weird. I, I hate flying. I do. It, it You know, and I don't take medicine or drink or anything like that. I just... You know, try and fight through it, and it's and if you're one of those guys or gals that get scared of flying, I'm I'm in the same boat with you. But that was a tough trip, and it was a it was a bad day in Buffalo, man. That was which a was bad yeah. Day. I was gonna say which which was worse? Do you think the flight home or the offense that day? Offense was pretty bad. Yeah, offense was pretty, was pretty bad. bad. Was it yeah. sixteen to six? I think was it that was final. Not, was, yeah, was an ugly it was game. just it was. A lot of things happened that day, and you know, like I say, we uh, the night before we thought we were going to be really cool. DallasCowboys.com, we were going to go to the Anchor Bar and have you know wings and live it up and be you know check out Buffalo and all that. We sure. must have gone through seven or eight different places that couldn't even get us in. I mean, we 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 didn't. After that point in time, I told those guys to say, if you're going to do this ever again, you got to make reservations in the summertime. And just and Hellman looks at me and goes, "By the way, happy birthday, David Hellman, today as we yes. do this show." But uh, so we're sitting there, and I tell these guys, "I'm like, hey, you know, from now on, make reservations. You know, if you want to go to the steak place, make reservations. Don't just show up and think that you're going to get in." And yeah. from that point on, I, that was my that was my legacy that I left. Uh, DallasCowboys.com that how to uh, how to plan for these trips is what I did. They, they learned their lesson. That's they for sure, sure did. They sure did. But yeah, it was a bad day in Buffalo. Boy, that was a bad day. And and uh, you know we were, and at the time playing like a bad team. You know that was just yeah. wasn't good at all. wasn't good. Well, Brian, uh, this is a better football team that's taking on the Buffalo Bills yeah. right now, and it's a better it's a better Buffalo team than it was back then as well. Uh, the, these two teams are both pretty good. And Buffalo, the 7-6 and six record does not seem to match the team you see on tape in a lot of ways, I don't think. And today we're going to take a look at the offense, yeah. uh, preview Buffalo's offense, talk a little bit about how Dallas's defense matches up against them, and then we'll take a look at the uh, Buffalo defense tomorrow. Uh, but, Brian... First kind of macro takeaway on the Bills offense is what for you? What what is the big overriding takeaway about what Buffalo does on offense? I really like what Joe Brady has done on um with the running game with Buffalo. And I mean getting the running game going, but also to the point of using the running backs the way that he has. Um mm-hmm. I, I think they get a super talented group of 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 running backs. I am I'm the I have the utmost respect for James Cook. And, uh, you know, he is a good player. He is a really good player. We're going to get into this some more here in a second. That is the guy that scares me the most. Outside of Josh Allen, that's the guy that scares me the most. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a big fan. If you follow all our work on the draft show uh, through the years, you know, I I was a big Josh Allen fan. And I thought Josh Allen went to the perfect team when you start to talk about his, the way that he played at Wyoming. And you talk about the rugged stuff, rugged stuff tough style that he plays in all conditions and the toughness that he plays with. I thought Buffalo was a perfect place for him to go. 
And, you know, he's he, he's had some absolute brilliant moments uh, playing for the Bills. Um, you know, he's got a the, – the turnovers are a problem. That is a legitimate problem. And it's something that still haunts him as we get ready for this game. And I think that Dallas has the ability to get turnovers in this game. As much as they uh, – the, the way that they play the ball in the air, um, the way they create, you know, turnovers, uh, you know, create fumbles – um, yeah, I mean this this game could very well hinge on Dallas's defense, you know, creating a couple of those turnovers and getting them. But to go back with with James Cook, I just like what Joe Brady's doing with him. Uh, you know how they throw him the football; they take they're taking advantage of his pass catching abilities and hit those wheel routes, hit the wheel routes, and you know have a you know they they stretch the defense one way and then run him through the you know run him through the defense you know run a route behind that and. You know, they're just doing a lot more. It's just kind of like watching the Cowboys in the way that Cowboys create offense through their scheme, where they, you know, the route combinations. And hey, if you're going to play your safety here, we're going to run somebody through and take your eyes away and then run a guy behind that into that area. And you're going to lose that guy. And that's really what, uh, you know, that's what the, the Bills are doing right now with Brady. There's some really creative stuff, but, but, uh, you know, Cook's, uh, excuse me, Cook is a, um, He's a big time player, and and you know they've, I think also with you know with Ty Johnson also too, and and Latavius Murray. I mean they've got backs. I remember with Ty Johnson, I remember him coming out of Maryland. They get a big time kickoff returner, you know, and I mean legitimate like four three two speed, and so they're finding ways to get him the ball on the edge and things like that. So, uh, uh, but man, I tell you what, they've got some skill guys, and they've got an offensive line that. Uh, you know, uh, at times we'll give up pressure, but for the most part, they got a quarterback that will get rid of the football. He just won't take sacks, you know. So he, he, it's, it's, he gets a, it's sacked an interesting at a, offense, yeah. He gets sacked at a very low rate. It's very about low 3%. Rate. And, and yeah. that doesn't mean that he's not in the grasp a couple times. He will no, not go down. No. This, is, uh-uh. this, is, this is the last quarterback in the NFL who will slide. This yes. guy is not going to slide. He no. looks for contact, not yeah. just looks for it. Like, he'll lower his shoulder. He gets yeah. tackled in all sorts of violent ways. Yeah. Really, really – to me, as good as Patrick Mahomes is, and he's the best quarterback in the NFL, I think Josh Allen might be the king of the how the hell did that turn into a positive play quarterback? Where it's like there is that has Boy, no business it. being a positive play. Where you it's like it. you, it looks like he's throwing it away and he's in somebody's grasp, and it's like nope, that's a forty-yard dot to Gabe Davis or somebody. He yeah. will just you know take a play and completely reverse the outcome of it. But that same fight. And that same sort of trust in his abilities is also where a lot of times he'll put the ball in jeopardy. That's where the Kansas City interception happened. Trying to make something happen, tossing it, not seeing the defender coming to the other other side there. That's the problem. Ball gets picked off. Yep. Yeah, that's the problem. He'll make his share of tight window throws, but he's not always accurate. So then what happens is, and I went back and watched all his interceptions, just kind of sorted them in my file and watched them all. And there, there are turnovers where he throws that YOLO ball. You know, you only mm-hmm. live once, ball. And you only live few, once. That's the motto. Yeah, he'll he'll do that. He'll throw to receivers that aren't that aren't open. <laughs> you know, he'll he'll throw the interceptions because of late reads. Um, he'll also not see defenders. That's a big problem for him. He's had a share of tip balls, and he's had a couple that have the uh, you know I know one that was the end of the half. But I mean, he he's one of these guys. He fights to extract everything he can get out of the play. That's what. That's how he plays this game. 
So he's a hard guy to defend that way because all of a sudden he's in the pocket and he's running forward and he just shovels the ball. I mean, he just shovels it forward, you know, or he throws it at somebody and he, you know, and thinking, I'm not going to give up on this play. I'm not going to take a sack. And those are hard guys to defend when they, when they play, he has got some Brett Favre in him that way. That That was the comparison Mike McCarthy gave. Mike McCarthy said he reminds him of Brett Favre. That's exactly what he is. He is, it's the, it's the, Oh no, no, no. Oh yes. 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 That kind of guy. You know, I, I lived with Brett Favre all those years I was in green Bay where you were literally going, no, no, no. Oh God. Yes. He pulled it off. You know, that's the kind of, that's the way he, that the, that Josh Allen plays. And so, I mean, every play to him is trying to get the home run. Every play is that way, you know? And I think there were times in this, in these games where he was moving around the pocket when he didn't have to, it's just, that's the way he plays. And, you know, like Dak, he really enjoys the physical side of the game. You know, yeah. I mean, he has a history. This guy has a history of mixing it up with defenders. You know, mm-hmm. he's not afraid. Design he's a trash quarter- talker. He's yeah, physical. design quarterback runs, the contact. You know, he it's all this stuff that you deal with with this guy. And, you know, and this is a very dangerous team right now. It, it, this is a very dangerous team offensively because of, you know, of the skill guys they have and a quarterback that just won't give up on a play. Yeah, now let's, uh, let's quickly talk about the Joe Brady angle of this, uh, like you had just mentioned there, and, and some of the things. I know that he... The line Joe Brady's given in the past, I believe, I think it was a quote he gave when he was in Carolina, was he said that uh, he wants the defense to have to cover every blade of grass. And you can see that in a lot of ways because he does run a very, it's kind of a classic spread offense. There's a little, um, there's like maybe a little air raid to it uh, Mm -hmm. when you watch it, but man, he does like to do, let's go empty gun or let's go, all right, we're in the shotgun. We got four receivers. And, you know, he will they, they will spread things out. Now, it's not it's not air raid in the way you, you, Brian, you know, in the air raid, how they get those really wide splits yes, with the yes. offensive lineman. It's not that they, no. they won't do that. But uh, otherwise, it looks very, very much like he wants to kind of stress teams horizontally the way the spread offense typically been. And they take advantage of that with James Cook in the run game and, and with the receivers and Josh Allen, man, is is this a game? Well, well let's first just touch on Brady. Your thoughts on how Brady can potentially, the way that he designs things, might stress the Cowboys? Well, I, I'll tell you what, I have the utmost respect for Brady because he was at LSU when won the national championship in 2019. So when you look at what with Chase and Burrow and Jefferson and all those guys, I mean, he, he had everybody on edge and, you know, trying to defend him. And he's right. Every, every, a blade of grass. I mean, the the way that they used the receivers, the way they ran the ball, the way they used their tight ends, it was really impressive. And what you're going to see is you're going to see a mix of tight formations, and then you're going to see open formations like you talked about, Bobby. They're going to use picks. They're going to use rubs. They're going to try and get receivers open. They're going to use crossing routes, underneath routes. They're going to throw the ball to backs. They're going to, you know, the running back, they're going to use them as wide receivers. You're going to see wheel routes. They're going to hunt matchups is what they're going to do. They're going to hunt matchups to take advantage of defensive personnel. And, you know, if they feel like that, oh, okay, we're going to get this running back on a linebacker that we don't think can cover, or we're going to get one of these tight ends on a safety that we don't think can cover. So they're going to set you up with motions. They're going to get movement, and they're going to attack that area. 
So, yeah, I mean, there's pin and pull running game when that's really not the strength of this offensive line. They'll no, they pull. do a little bit of it with Spencer Brown. Yeah, they do. I mean, it, again, the pin and pull on the, you know, on the edge, there's some crack toss mixed in. The backs are physical. They use a fullback, you know. So there's a lot of things in this offense, a lot of elements that Joe Brady can draw from and and, um, and, and the way he attacks. So um, this is going to be a real challenge for Dan Quinn and this group, especially – I believe in the running game because of what you don't have with Hankins. That is going to be that is going to be an issue in this football game. Let's talk about the trenches here in just a second. Uh, you are listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your wherever you get your podcasts. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. All right, Brian. Yeah, these trenches, this offensive line that Buffalo has, it's pretty good. It's it's I yeah. I was pretty impressed by them. Uh they've obviously got Spencer Brown and Deion Dawkins at the tackles. It's uh, our old friend Connor McGovern and Osiris Torrance at guard. And then the center is Mitch Morse. And watching them, I, I think they're a pretty solid unit collectively. Yeah. The the vulnerability maybe in pass protection times is probably Torrance. Yes. Um, who is, you know, a guy that we we talked about during the draft show process he's heavy footed. He, he's got kind of concrete feet a little bit, uh, which by the way, I, I continue to marvel at Dion Dawkins because when I watch that guy play, I have no idea how he stays in front of people. No, I, how, how big and yeah. he's not fat. He, he doesn't yeah. move quick. He's just, but somehow he stays in front of guys. And I'm like, how do people not no. run by him every time? But they don't. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you this, Bobby. I, I, he was the one guy that, you know, I, I, it's and you mentioned he coming out of Virginia Tech, I believe is where he was at school. And I remember him so well and I remember falling in love with how nasty of a player he was. You know, I mean you saw a guy that was a finisher when you watched him play. I said, This guy will be fine. Temple is what he'll I went to school at Temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew it was a maroon team. <laughs> yeah, and, and Temple, he was there during the the like the Matt Rule years, I believe. Matt, when it was right. like, okay. yeah, I, I, and they were all Temple. Who was I thinking? I'm thinking of oh, I was thinking Darisaw. of Darisaw. is who I was thinking mm-hmm. of too. But the yeah. same, yeah. This, but the big these big massive guys. Yeah, you're right. Temple. He went to school at Temple. But I, I just remember like watching those games and and thinking like, yeah, this guy might be slow footed, but he was. He was managed to stay in front of people. I, I, that's, I mean, that's just how it, you know, when you watch the pass sets and stuff, it's like, oh, he doesn't look quick, but, but here he is hammering somebody. I, I think with this offensive line, I, I would not call them the most athletic group that no. the Cowboys have faced, but their power and their strength, I think, is pretty impressive. 
I think there's some guys that can kind of lean on you. Um, like I say, I, I mentioned the, the the pin and pull stuff, the crack toss. You know, not it's not their strength when they have to move, but they're productive when they do it. You know, I think they want to come off the ball. I think they want to try and maul you a little bit. And as a unit, you know, they're one of the best in the league when it comes to successful running plays. You know, those plays where you get four-plus yards, I mean, they're right at like 47% with that. You know, I yeah. mean, so... Oh, no, no, they're they're above. Their their success rate running the ball is 55% yeah, as but, a team, which is yeah, yeah, way high. Yeah, but you talk about, yeah, you talk about, like you say, it's, you know, you look at the the, the yards that they get, and I think they were the second most, uh, they were the second best in the league when it came to rushing for first downs. So, you know, it's 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 a group that uh, you know, Dallas is Dallas is probably more athletic than this group. Dallas is probably quicker uh off the ball. Uh Dallas is probably, you know, can can cause problems, but these guys it, it they don't get exposed. I mean, it, you know, like I can say I think there were some times where they're blocking well and the quarterback's moving around on his own when he really yeah. necessarily he doesn't he doesn't have to do that. So I'm I'm super impressed with uh, with like with the, what their offensive scheme is, and that that really starts with Joe Brady and, and that quarterback. Now, one of the things that I, I thought was interesting watching them, I expected to be more impressed, I think, by their pass catchers than I was, because I felt like watching this team, it feels like they're having to really work to get Stefan Diggs involved right now. Well, they, they're, like they're, 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 yeah. There's a lot of the quick yeah. smoke routes, and they're yeah. trying to get the ball to him. It, it's not as easy as it's been in the past. I don't know that I saw Gabe Davis win a single rep in man coverage when I watch, in, the, in the three games I watched. He doesn't beat man coverage. He, he can sit down, do some stuff in zone, but, man, he seemed to struggle in man. And, and Dallas is one of the teams that plays man more than anybody else in the NFL. Uh, and I think the, the tight ends were, were solid. I like the tight ends, um, but, but they're not classical tight ends, certainly not Kincaid. Um, Kincaid is, is not a, a very good blocker right now. I don't think, I think Knox no. is pretty solid, but they don't ask him to do it as much as a lot of other teams would ask him to, but I was not as impressed by the pass catching group as I, as I was expecting to be, man, I, I'll disagree with you on that because I think to me with, with Diggs, I think Diggs, okay. He's a targeted receiver. I think it's the seventh most targets in the league when you look at him. And, you know, I think he's very similar to what the, the Cowboys have in CD lamb. I, I think it's the same kind of player. I think it's kind of an explosive, non-stop guy. Routes all over the field. I mean, his production when you watch him those games, he's a really good runner of the hitch, the corner, the goes, those kinds of things. I mean, he you know, they find ways to get him the ball in those areas. The screens are part of his game, you know. I you you look at you look at what Brady does though. Brady understands that if they don't get him the ball, he is going to lose his S. You know what I'm saying? Oh and yeah, so, no. That's they, they'll try to they, like they I said. Try, they'll they'll and, throw and, the smoke. Like let's just get him try, a ball. They, let's get him the ball. Let's but get him I going. will say, if you if you look at his numbers, his efficiency has plummeted since Brady took over for Ken Dorsey. No, it is well, plummeted. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I, I think that overall, though, you know, overall though, to me, I think they're I think they're better offense. I, I just do. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Because yeah, the, get, the offense getting, as a whole looks better. It looks better, but but and I'll say this about Gabe Davis, I. I don't think he gets the attention that he deserves, in my opinion. I, I, know I think I think I think he's a good receiver. I just I think didn't, there's a, I think there's some clutchness to this guy. Whenever I saw him go against press man, I didn't see him win. 
That's yeah. the only problem. And, and that's the thing. Most teams in the NFL are running zone these days. That you're sure. running it two-thirds of the time minimum. Yeah. Yeah. It's more likely to be 75 80%. So that's what he's going to see most of the time. But against press man, I just didn't see him win. Yeah. Well, to me, I, I just I just kind of felt like when the ball was off target watching him play that he was able to kind of come up with a play, you know? So I think most of his routes that go down the field are good plays for him, you know? So – I I I I I just I like their receivers. I really really do. We'll see we'll see how they play him. The the thing I don't I, I mean I think Dallas can cover. I think they can cover Diggs. I think they can cover Gabe Davis. I, I don't I don't disagree with you about that. As long as Stephon Gilmore's healthy. Yeah, I just he didn't practice on Thursday with an yeah. illness. Well, I like Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. I, oh, do, I do too. I do and. But the problem is they're kind of nicked up right now. I mean, Knox was on their injured reserve because of the bro- he had a broken wrist, and now he's back. You know, you start to see him make some plays. Kincaid's got a shoulder injury he's dealing with, so how much is he going to be a factor at all? But I don't like I say you're, you're right. I don't see neither one of these guys are traditional tight ends. You will see them like line up in all kinds of various spots. Knox but, can I think Knox can do a little bit more than than Kincaid can right now. It's just they don't really blocking? ask him to. I, I think Knox is. I think Knox. I don't think Knox is a great. But I think Knox is a little better blocker than Kincaid. Oh is. yeah, I, that, that that neither one of them are. Like, like I say, neither one of them are really like traditional guys. Mm-mm. But but you look at you look at both of them. I mean, I see body control, the balance, the hands. You know, I mean, there's these guys are always making like contested catches, and they they you know they find ways to. To make to make you know plays, I, I just think that you know I remember Knox like pre-draft workouts where everybody was I mean he was wowing everybody with you know how how athletic he was you know yeah. so I kind of thought oh here's a twitchy guy some explosiveness you know so I I think Dallas I think this game could very well like I say I think they can cover I think they could cover these receivers I wonder how they're going to play against these tight ends. I wonder how they're going to match up against these tight ends. I'm concerned about how they match up against the tight ends. I'm concerned about, like we've already mentioned, the the James Cook impact, not just in the running game, which, man, he is he has got such a a natural feel. He's so instinctive um, when you watch him, you know, work through traffic and, and hit the. He's just he is so Cuts impressive. At a high rate of speed. I mean, I I, I really like watching him play, and man, yeah. he is. Uh, you watch him score that first touchdown against Kansas yeah. City. He looks like a receiver running that seam route. Like, I yeah. mean, he he is he just really exploded. I mean, he just exploded up the field on that thing. So. He is incredibly impressive. Yeah. And that's who I'm worried about most right yeah. now. And, and I think if you include tight ends and them, I think, like we said, I think they can handle Diggs. I think they can handle Gabe Davis. I think they can handle Khalil Shakir, whoever you want to throw out there. I think, I think they can handle everybody. I don't, I don't know what their answer is for, Cook, Kincaid, Knox. If those, if Kincaid and Knox are yeah. healthy enough, I don't know what the answer is there. Do you, and, and more than that, Latavius Murray. You can throw him yeah. in there. Who's who's still yeah. in at thirty three is still a pretty efficient runner. Sure. Or Ty Johnson or whoever else. And yeah. they will not just these running backs will not just stay in the backfield. They will line them up in the slot. They'll line them out wide. Yeah. They will do a lot of different things with these guys. And I think they're really going to stress Dallas. Yeah, I I totally agree with you on that. I mean, to me the. The, the problem that Dallas r- runs into, it, but I, I think we talked about this before, Bobby. When Dallas has problems in the running game, a lot of it's mm-hmm. self-inflicted. In my, yep. you know, it's bad fits, 
missed tackles, jumping around blocks, not getting off blocks. You know, there's things that Dallas will do to self-destruct themselves in the running game. But we've seen them play against some really good backs. We've seen them uh, hold their own, you know, and, 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 and be able to, you know, play at a high level. But this, I think this crew is, you know, a, a little bit different. I think it's different, too, because the quarterback's ability to run. I think that puts a lot more pressure on Dallas, too. Because yeah, the the ability to he, scramble the ab- yes. and and the ability to draw. I mean, they will. Yes. They drew. I think on the touchdown that was a designed run against yeah. zero blitz. Yeah, that was a quarterback running against zero Drew blitz, blitz, and yeah. he just and he forced his way into the end zone. Sure did. He is he is really impressive. That's one of the things we we talked a little bit about. You know, with Jalen Hurts and and everything about the whole the idea of keep him in the well, put him in the well. Josh Allen, I feel like is definitely one of these guys who's like contain him don't yeah. let him extend plays yeah even though the, he can sometimes get himself in trouble there he he gets his own he, he gets a healthy share of his own where he's making big plays yeah. so it feels like all right let's let's you know contain the quarterback you know let's maintain rush lanes like like let's just play disciplined within the defensive line i think that's going to be a big part of this yeah i totally agree with you this uh, this offense does scare me it, it does scare me because of the physicality that they play with that quarterback at the running back spot and then with their offensive line. Yeah, and, and I think that that's something that the offensive line, like we talked about, we, we already mentioned what they do in pass coverage. I, I think that they're or in pass block. I think they're, a in general, a pretty well-rounded group. Like It's not a thing where it's like, well, they, they, they really struggle to you know uh, run block, but their pass block is really good. Well, I do think that I've seen there's been times where Connor McGovern, which we had that instance sure, in Dallas a few times, sure. Connor McGovern struggles sometimes in the run yep. game. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think that it's a pretty solid unit together also yeah. in the way that they, they you know, block things up for the running backs. Because like you mentioned earlier, the success rate, the efficiency of getting a successful amount of yardage relative to what's left of the sticks, they are one of the best in the NFL at it. This, this is not a 7-6 and six team like normal. This no. is a 7-6 and six team to me the same way the 2019 Cowboys were an 8-8 eight eight team. Where it's like, no, that was a pretty, pretty great team. Like, not great team. That was a pretty impressive, talented team that did not reflect the record did not reflect their talent. And I think that's exactly where Buffalo is right now. And, and we'll talk about the defense tomorrow. I think there are greater flaws on the defense and you can identify where problems are there more than you can on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with you about that because looking at their defense, there, there are things that they have to be worried about dealing with Dallas's offense coming into this game. They, they there, there's some, there's some issues that they have that if you, if you're one of those believers of, metrics and watching the tape to kind of marry the two there are things that you'll be able to kind of pick out of there that 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 buffalo defensively uh it will you know that dallas can take advantage of well let's just uh, let's briefly with tomorrow's episode coming up uh on the defense uh just a a quick preview of it i'll, I'll say one thing here about this defense brian first off uh you know i mentioned last week philadelphia likes to get their hands up and swat some balls down yeah. uh that is Buffalo to the max. Uh, AJ Epinesa, I think, is one of the the like. He's, he's out. Damn near the. But Epinesa has been damn near le- near oh, the no, league he, lead this year with it. With the eight. yeah, no, he is injured. It, he's yeah, out. Yeah, with the it's the ankle. Is that what he has? Uh, I think it's an ankle. Yeah. Uh, but he, let me look at my notes real quick. I wrote this. He down. was in the injury report. But Epinesa has like. Oh, it's a rib. Doing, that's what it was. Yep, yep it's yep, ribs. Rib. Yeah, it's I was ribs, thinking ankle yeah. was Malik Hooker. That's what Malik Hooker was out for earlier this. Yeah, he's dealing with a rib injury. But Epinesa has got his eight pass breakups. Even without Epinesa, though. You've got guys like, uh, you know, um, 
who, who's on the inside there? Jordan Phillips. He gets yeah, his hand Phillips, on a lot of balls. Yeah, you know, Oliver you, Phillips. Yeah, those guys. Oliver, you know, yeah. Leonard Floyd will get his hand on a ball every yeah, now and Rousseau, then. Yeah. Rousseau is – man, I, I tried to throw dirt on Rousseau during the draft process. He's turned into a good player. You know, he, but if you he's talk really to people, well around. It's funny. You talk to people in Buffalo, he could be so on or so off. There's like – there's like there. I was talking to a guy today about about him, and and like this guy was telling me, he's like, listen, I'm like, well, Russo look high effort, covers ground, first few steps, can really close in a hurry, and all of you know, kind of. And this guy goes, yeah, but he he plays like well half the time. He could be like he looks like a, a just a great player. Then the next two series, you don't notice him at all. You know, I think to be honest with you, Bobby, I think and their linebackers are kind of small. And they really Herb. miss Matt Milano, and I know we'll get mm-hmm. into all that tomorrow. But uh, Terrell Bernard and and Terrell Dotson are a couple of small guys. Now, but like I say, Bernard, Bernard, I like super, Bernard. He, Baylor guy, super yeah. productive. Like he's got like 112 tackles. He and Jalen Petrie man, on that defense. Exactly. That's what that's what I'm saying. But and the, and they and they and they they use them in coverage. So again, we'll get into all that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't I don't want to spoil all of it. But here I, yeah. I will I, I will leave you with this one nugget that we're going to spoil. Um it, you're you're going to be able to get to the second level running the ball I think if you want to because that defensive line is not very good against the run in my opinion. Yeah, they, they're going to show and then they struggle with cuz the linebackers are small too. So that's that could be that could be a big issue for them. You know, they get kind of out physical sometimes when you watch them play. You know that people get on them. They take them one direction and run at them, and then, you know, they try and get over, and then they cut them off from plays and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I just I if Buffalo, if if you're gonna, I think if you're gonna get Buffalo, you got to get them on defense. That's 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 you know we'll see if Micah Hyde. I mean, he's struggling now with the neck is another thing that they're having to deal with. And uh, I'd say tomorrow injuries back, to watch. Check out check about when we start to talk about the secondary and some of the issues. We'll, we'll get a chance to record there. after the uh, the game status report comes out. So we're going to cheat a little bit because then we'll know if Micah Hyde is going to play or not. Yeah, uh, you are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever. Where I can't say it, Brian, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. It's where we turn things over to our dear, sweet listeners. Uh, first question here. Why don't we go with a Dean Julia question? It's been a little mm-hmm. bit. It was his birthday, Happy birthday. recently. Happy birthday. It was a birthday the other day, yeah. You guys, you guys are birthday twins. Yeah. Uh, first question here from Dean Julia. Do you think Mike McCarthy comes out with a more conservative game plan and approach because of the outdoors and weather, or do you think we'll see what we've been seeing at home? Man, at home, you are an unbeatable team. I'd love to play San Francisco at home with this current, the way things are going right now. You just have a much better shot for sure. Just to, just to see. Um, I was talking, I was on the Buffalo podcast, Always Game Day in Buffalo. Is that what they call it? Always Game Day in Buffalo, I think is what they call their podcast. So. Game Day in Buffalo. Really nice dudes. Really super, super guys. And uh, they were telling me that they felt like the weather was going to be good. For this game now, weather in Buffalo can change at moments notice. I was hearing fifty-eight degrees, oh, excuse me, forty-eight degrees, possible showers. Um, you know, we'll see how it all plays out. Christy Scales, we do the Cowboys pre and post game show on one hundred five three. The fan scoop always gives us the weather and what's going to be happening and the wind or anything like that. If I mean, 
And I was saying this, the Buffalo guys were telling me that the Buffalo players want to play in dry conditions. They don't want to play in cold and bad and, you know, everything's, oh, no, this is what you live in, this way. No, they 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 are just like like anybody else. That the goes rest in of there. us. Yeah, they want to go in there and play in good conditions. You know, they don't want to play in bad conditions. So anyway, with that being said, um, you know, if Dallas gets a, gets, gets a draw of a great day for mid-December in, in Orchard Park, New York, poof. That that's that's prayers answered right there. So that'll tell you a lot though with Mike and them. I I think there's things we're going to get into tomorrow about Buffalo's defense that mm-hmm. the Cowboys can clearly take advantage of, and it might it might turn into uh, not being as balanced as they need to be. Yeah, I, I would say, and again, like you just said, I, I think we'll get into it a little bit later. I my thought is you might come in with a little bit more of a conservative in terms of not necessarily pressing depending the ball on the down weather. I think it's depending, D- on, the depending weather, on the weather, how much wind I, it, you got the wind at your back or, you know, what, what are you dealing with here? I also, th- I also think Buffalo is going to be a, I, I think Buffalo is going to come to the game. My own, my own thinking Buffalo is going to come to this game and say, we're not going to let you take the top off. We'll, we'll keep stuff in front of us and, and you're going to have to pick us apart down here because we're not going to let you just some. go over the top. Yeah. And so I, that, that's just what I would anticipate. We're going to see uh, next question here. Uh, for uh, let's get a question here from Damon. Uh, if you could have one of Pollard, Steele, or Gallup playing at their pre-injury level, which would it be? Steele. I think I'd pick Steele too. Which we see Steele's played better at times. It's not absolutely. I mean, it, they they helped him last week, but they you know they they helped him to a point where it wasn't it was noticeable. But it wasn't like on every snap, and there was some one-on-one stuff where he and Hassan Reddick were mano a mano, and he did his job. And that's all you can ask right now, Terrence Steele. Do your job, but man, pre-injury, man, his they're starting to they're starting to, him and Martin are starting to hook it up a little bit too. Yeah, on the running game stuff. So, but do if, you think any of that's honestly? And I I don't know, and and. I mean, we could ask Mike McCarthy on Sean and RJ on 105 through the fan on Friday, but I also know he's going to, he would say, yeah, absolutely helps. But I, I do wonder, do you think any of that is Blasco returning since he's been such a big part of the run game install? I'll, the last I'm, couple I'm, years? I'm willing to give guys credit like that. Sure. I, I just, I wonder because sure. Blasco wasn't here for a lot of the season. So I just wonder, sure. and he worked with the offensive line last year. He's working yeah. the running backs this year and he's part of the run game. install. I just had wonder that I, I need to probably ask somebody that off the record. Cause on the record, they're always going to just go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I am curious. I'll do, if, I'll do it for you. I, I think they would probably say sure. I, I, I'm curious because I, I do think that that's, you know, pretty interesting time there. Yeah. Uh, next question here from Craig Boyd. Brian, how many games do you think Philly can realistically lose the rest of the way? They're on the road against Seattle this week. Then they've got the Giants twice and the Cardinals. Is two the max there? I would not under – the Giants have been playing better lately. They're scrappy. Philly's bad. That Giants team that Dallas played a few weeks ago is, like I said, that was one of the worst teams I've seen in yeah. recent NFL history. They're really bad. They're starting to to believe a little bit, playing a little bit better, but uh, I still think your best shot is you really need Seattle to win this week against Philadelphia if you want a shot at the division. Seattle's the perfect team for Philadelphia to play. You know why? Why? Seattle will find ways to lose games at the end. There is that. These are the two since week seven. These are the two worst defenses in the NFL. Philadelphia loves playing teams that will find a way to lose at the end. Mm -hmm. Ten, look at ten of their wins. Look at look at how 
you know, I will say this. I still have I still have respect for Philly. I, you know what? I'd give anything right now to have their schedule. I'd give anything to have their schedule. And I'll tell you why. Or, uh, you know, because look, they've already beaten Miami. They beat Buffalo. You know, they, they, yeah. they've, 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 that's, they've done a lot of the heavy lifting already. You know, the Giants, the Giants are a nice story right now. I mean, DeVito's playing well. He's not turning over the ball. You know, there's a lot of positivity there. They're playing better on defense. Wink Martindale's going to blitz the heck out of you. You know, that's, you know, that's how you kind of, kind of, it's a nice story. I think they're winning too many games, to be honest with you. <laughs> you yeah. know? You don't want to, you don't want to finish this thing, you know, eight and nine and have a, you know, I mean, maybe, you know, you kind of want to, if you're, if you're not going anywhere, but they believe, they believe that they can win all these games, but playing Seattle, Seattle's a perfect opponent for Philadelphia. They played teams like this all year. You know, they, they look good for three quarters of the game and then they fall apart at the end. That's what Seattle does. Yeah. It plays right into Philadelphia's hands because Philadelphia will let you stay around and then they'll find a way to win the game. So, Philly even Philly even when they struggle even when they're lacking talent they haven't Philly played, has, they haven't, Philly, they haven't, Philly has shown they don't lose on details they don't lose on details and the thing about it is they either get their ass handed to them or they win the game that's kind of how they've been you know yeah. but they I think that to me I think Philadelphia goes to Seattle and wins I just do I just don't I don't trust Seattle right now. You know, I just don't. And I know, I know, was it how many games in a row have they lost to Philadelphia's lost? They, they haven't won like the last six or seven games. Is against, it that long a streak against Seattle? Yeah. yeah they haven't in like six or seven games in a row. They haven't beaten Seattle. These are, like those a, are two teams right now that are really struggling defensively. So, yeah. I, I mean, if you were, if you were going to, if you were going to win a game here, that that would be the time to do it. Is right now when you you could get a high scoring affair because we saw Seattle can put up points. They can absolutely, yeah, they can, do that. absolutely can. But the thing about it is too, this is now where I think that you're going to see, and we saw it a little bit last week in the Dallas game. They're going to start running Jalen Hurts. He's now now they're going to start running him. You know now the off. I mean we're to the point now where you've got to find, if you're Philadelphia, you got to find a way to win this division. You've got to find a way to win the division. So. I could see, I could see the game plans being more Jalen Hurts running, you know, a lot less of of him thinking about it, him no, him going and trying to win these games. Next question here uh, from Aaron. Now that Ceedee Lamb has been in the league for almost four years, mm. give us a pro comp of who his game reminds you of. From a, oh, this is a very particular one from a player before two thousand four. Because the comp, the comp CD got all the time coming out of uh, Oklahoma. Do you remember who it was, Brian? Everybody was throwing it out there. No, who was it? DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, which D-Hop- Hopkins? I think was he's bigger. quicker. I think. I think. Yeah, Hopkins was bigger. CD's quicker. Quicker. Yeah. You know the what the guy he reminded me of when we were studying him a little bit, and this is right around I think pre two thousand four, I believe. Yeah, he came in the league in two thousand one. Uh, the guy he kind of reminded me of, Brian, was Chad Johnson. That's who you're right. Just kind of the build and, and the type wiry, of it is. Yeah. 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 And, and that that's who he reminded me of. I don't know that there's a a great I, I think it's there are parts of his game that remind me of different guys and then it comes together to be CD. I don't know that there's a, a really good like, oh yeah, that's the guy that he is. Isaac Bruce. That's pretty good. Did I that's go, probably did, pretty good. No, I no, go, I think that's a good one. Yeah. I, Isaac Bruce was a, a guy who was Again, I think CD was 
probably was CD's probably a little quicker. How much was Isaac Bruce bigger? No, they're about the same size. About the kind of thin kind of CD's guy. CD's a little taller, but yeah, yeah thinner but guys. But, but, but and Isaac and Bruce like would catch everything. Catch everything. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. Like spectacular catches, good route runner, good after catch. You know, I, I've. I, what? How? Look. I'm gonna look up Isaac Bruce real quick here. And see Six how. foot one eighty eight. Well, there you go, Brian. It appears Brian has left us, and that's okay, because it's still you and I, people. Uh, That does it for us here today on the Love of the Star podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. We'll have one more episode for you this week uh, when we will preview the Buffalo defense and how Dallas may be able to attack that. For the uh, now-departed Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belt. We'll talk to you guys again later.